here with another banger of an episode this week, and I'm excited for my guest uh, to be on uh, uh, this week. Uh, it's an Unload the Bar episode. You know, I enjoy doing these kinds of episodes, um, talking to, to people about their fitness journeys. We all go through all these different kinds of different uh, um, fitness journeys, and uh, it's fascinating to me to hear everybody's story. So my guest today is the CEO, right, of Ormiga Enterprises, the host of PS I Love Me Show, and the host of Live Above the Norm podcast, my guest, Anthony Manzanet. How you doing, my man? Doing good. First and foremost, humble to be here. I, I don't know how to display my appreciation to join you on this, you know, mutual thing that's going on here. I love it. No, I love it too, man. I love it. I mean, you, you reached out to me and, uh, and you talked about, you know, in that, uh, you wanted to be on, on, the, on the show and, and I checked out some of your stuff, man. Like, man, dude, I, I was like, no joke. I was moved and so impressed of, of, of some of your work, man. I really do, uh, 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 uh give you, all the credit in the world and you know and and it, it looks like you put a lot of work into into those videos i mean it may seem that way but um mm -hmm. there really wasn't nothing to it i got into all this recently with the video stuff yeah you know? yeah, yeah. the year that i've been playing around with with the videos and uh -huh. all this uh, content you know? but yeah but so a lot of the stuff that you put out is just a lot of a motivational stuff and you know and and, and um <clears throat> try to motivate people into living their best lives but uh, uh just the passion that you have for this and and the way you speak about this and and just the, the even like the just the way the videos are put together and and I, I was watching one of the videos and i love how you say uh i'm gonna tap this uh the the bell and this is something that you need to really pay attention to now I'm like, okay, let's see if this shit fucking works, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then right. the bell hits, and then I'm like, oh shit, there you go. You know, I was so focused and so uh, so uh, zoned in into what you were saying, man. And I watched, and I was hooked. And I watched a few videos, man. And 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 it's oh, you're, man. yeah, man, oh, you're doing a, a, an incredible job, and it, and it really did have an effect on me uh, in the, the last uh, uh, times that I've watched uh, some of the videos, man. So I really do appreciate oh, putting man. you into that stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's all in the day's work. I don't really put a lot of effort into it because I try to do it as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. I, like, again, I don't rehearse. Yeah. I go off the top. I go off the top like a freestyler would, you know. And, and yeah, rap. there you go. Yeah, so. yeah, awesome, man. But, like, we kind of briefly talked about it before, uh, you know, we turn on the mics. Uh, you have your own fitness journey. You know, you... You talk about uh, some of the stuff that you've gone through briefly. So, um, and then you have your own, uh, like this little uh, uh, workout challenge on TikTok too. So you're trying to push people to motivate and, and to, to work out and take care of themselves and all that. But what was that moment for you that, that made you start taking that first step into your fitness journey? Man, I was just tired of being tired. I uh, suffered from sleep apnea. I was obese for years. I was tired going up the stairs. My habits were out of control. Mm. 
um, it was just looking in the mirror one day and then really, really seeing what was in the mirror and saying, you actually let yourself go to a point where um, it's going to be that much difficult to come back from this. Yeah. So how did you get that, though? Was it always just like it's just since you were a kid that you just, you know, you just ate all, all that stuff? On like, the contrary, I'm- man. No, nah, I was a very athletic person. I, I played a lot of sports. I played baseball, football, basketball, martial arts. I grew up in a boxing family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no excuse not to be. The, the information was there. But again, I, I feel like where I came from had a lot to do with it. I came from an impoverished neighborhood in the South Bronx. Eating habits, they start accumulating. You know, they start hurting you and your body responds a certain way. But, you know, then you get into your relationships and you get comfortable with the person you are and you start mm. eating and mm-hmm. watching more TV than you're used to. And, uh, you know, eat an extra cupcake, <laughs> you know, and that uh-huh. to a half a cake and so on and so on. And then uh, by the time you know it, you're at a point that you can't go anywhere without sweating because you're obese. So all these mm-hmm. embarrassing moments started catching up to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So just life was happening, you know, we were getting comfortable, work, stressors, all that video kind games. of stuff. And yeah, video, video games, games and all that kind of stuff. And then you were just and you kind of just, you know, eating whatever was right there pretty much. Yeah, well, the thing, the difference I believe was that <clears throat> uh, when you get into a relationship, you know, you do less activity. Mm. Uh, when you're young, you can eat whatever you want because you're playing around in the streets and you're hanging out and you're playing sports. So you're burning all that. You're not allowing yeah. that to accumulate. So your metabolism is working really well. Mm-hmm. But then it slows down as you start aging and as you start becoming less active. Absolutely. Not burning it is accumulating. Fat starts playing games. And- mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and that's how it is. And, you know, I see it uh, in a lot of athletes, you know, and, uh, on season they're on and they're in shape and they're super strict with everything that they eat and then when it's off season all right you know i don't i don't need to go play these games and and i don't need to do practices and all that kind of stuff so they start putting on pounds and then by the time before they hit season they have to lose 20 or 30 pounds you see it in boxing all the time right you see these guys trying to make weight right and it's you know uh, and it gets to the point where it's very dangerous on how they do things because they're trying to lose this you know this you know 30 or 40 pounds right before weigh-ins and they're doing uh and then it gets to the point where the body has enough because it's just too much stress on the body, right? Absolutely. With the shutdown, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it, it's it's very very difficult, and yeah, like I said, you see it a lot in, in, in a lot of uh, pro athletes, and then when they retire, what do they do? They kind of just let themselves go, right? And they just you know start adding you know all that weight and not being as active and not taking care of their bodies. So yeah, you see that shit all the time. You see them make a comeback though. They they after they retire, they go hang out and they do the vacation thing and all that. And then and then like three or five years later, they go, oh okay. Then they try that comeback, and then yeah. they come back really strong, and then they get fat again. So they go they go back and forth because it's not yeah. necessary for them to make money or survive. So yeah, it's yeah. not part of their daily routine. You know. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, man, mm-hmm. you said something that was interesting. You said um. That they 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 do these transformations like in their off season they get heavy and as years go by that process becomes harder and harder mm-hmm. you know you can't just 
lose weight like that anymore. Your body does not respond the same way mm -hmm. it does when you start aging. And that's what happened to me. Mm. I didn't start my, my lost weight journey until about six years ago. I'm 52. So mm. I started losing weight about five, six years ago. And uh, I ran into this thing called muscle memory, uh -huh. which yeah. allowed me, my body, to recognize and remember certain movements and the body functions that I did through my earlier days running and playing sports. Uh -huh. um, it was painful, man. It was painful. It was painful for what I went through. It was not just the physical <clears throat> anguish. It was the mental anguish that came with it. Mm. You know, the support wasn't there. Uh, you know, trying to find a way for you to stay focused on what I was doing was one of the most extremely things. The mental aspect of the whole change was the most grueling. Yeah. It wasn't the physical. I didn't have a problem working out, losing weight, and embracing the sweat. I didn't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. What I had a problem with was with the mentality that that's what the change did to me i wasn't ready for the change mentally you weren't ready now my mind was not ready because mm -hmm. my body surpassed the thoughts you know what I'm saying? like you know your brain tells your body what to do and i keep trying to tell people that that your brain is an organ mm -hmm. so if you're not taking care of your body you're not taking care of your brain so your brain could be sending mixed message messages to your body because of mm -hmm. the stuff that we eat and because of this so i didn't understand any of this so i learned everything that I needed to learn in the last six years about nutrition mm -hmm. and working out and aging, it was tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. No, it it's, tough. it's, it's very, it's very tough. And then, and, you know, like I see it on my clients every single day. I, you know, they can, they're, they're busting in there in the gym. They're busting it and, and, and they're moving and they're sweating and they're pushing weight and, and they're, they're pushing their limits but as you know, and I'm there to push them and have that support. But as soon as they leave my gym and they're out there on their own 23 hours for the rest of the day, it's a it's a mental struggle. And then I start seeing what they ate or they start telling telling me what they ate and started doing all these other things. And it's just like we have these discussions and we talk about it, but it still doesn't. It's it's tough. And and I always tell them like. Physically, the, the, the this shit right here, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be easy. The working out, all that stuff, it's it's simple, you know. But the mental part, that part, believing in yourself, man. The having, when nobody's watching the, the, you the, the discipline, the the discipline that having faith in yourself, you know, uh, uh, and uh, the influence, those bad influences in your life that are at home or relationships or whatever it is, that's gonna be the tough part. So. I mean, it's it's definitely tough, and the older that you get, the harder it is. Definitely it's challenging. If you like challenging, then this is for you. If you like challenges, then this is for you. Absolutely. You know? If you don't like challenges, you might be out of your league. Mm -hmm. You need to accept these challenges and, and put these demands mm -hmm. on yourself. You yeah, know, absolutely. So, and, uh, so, so you said that you know you 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 weren't happy. I mean, what you were seeing in the mirror. Um, so, and you also talked about, you know, uh, uh, before we turned on the mics, you know, you know, some of the uh, health issues that you started to go through as well. Talk a little mm -hmm. bit about like some of the, the, some of that stuff that you were going through that, that, that oh, led you to 
making that first step into into your fitness journey? Right. So it was the obesity. It was the uh, it was it was a couple of different things that happened. Uh, I had sleep apnea, which which is you know you wake up in the middle of the night like if you're drowning on air or your own saliva, you know. Mm. And uh, it's one of the most horrible feelings in the world. Like you wake up and can't breathe, you know. Mm. Um, it happens because your body is going through shock because of all the extra work that you're making your body work through. So some of the systems start shutting down and it just doesn't work. Your, your pathways start becoming cluttered. Your blood starts becoming clogged up with all this fat. Um, it, it affected my sex drive. It affected my self-esteem. It affected my relationships, my attitude. It affected everything. The way I used the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Getting tired, just walking up the stairs. I used to smoke cigarettes too. So before I mm -hmm. started working out, I gave up the cigarette. Mm -hmm. The cigarette was another yeah. story. See, that yeah. was that was another addiction. That was a bad habit. That was that was something that uh, I was the last one to stop cigarettes in my family. Everybody else moved on, and I was still doing it. And mm -hmm. I just felt nasty. I felt bad. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, it, it affected so many things. The extra weight on my knees was putting pressure on my knees and my ankles and the way I smelled. And believe it or not, the way you, you smell, because you sweat a lot you yeah. know, when you're obese for no mm -hmm. reason. So yeah, I didn't want to live like that anymore. Yeah, you know? you're, you're tired of it. Sick and tired of being sick and tired, huh? Gotta buy, buy bigger clothes and the clothes get bigger. I, I went all the way up to 345 pounds. That was your heaviest. Yes, oh. 345, uh -huh. and then I went down to 207 in about 100 days. Oh, wow. You were putting in some work then. I was cardioing it up, man. I was. <laughs> See, the thing with me is that my, my, my biggest addiction besides sugar back in those days, the sugar yeah. is one of the most addicting things, my biggest addiction is knowledge. Mm. So... I started becoming a student of the game. I started saying, hey, workout doesn't work good without the food and food doesn't work well without the workout and, mm -hmm. and all these other mental things that you have to prepare yourself for. I, I wasn't ready for what happened. I just wasn't ready and I didn't get the support that I needed. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, it was just, it was a change of life. That's what it was. I was ready to make a change of life instead of a change of habit. I didn't want it to be a habit. I wanted it to be a lifestyle change. Absolutely. And uh, somebody introduced me to uh, this thing called green tea, matcha. And that was the beginning right there. And then it was the matcha teas in the morning. And, and then as I went, I started learning things. I tried everything, man. I put Vicks in my stomach. I put cellophane in my stomach. <laughs> I, I, I used the, the plastic suit. I did bicycle. I did elliptical for the first time. I, I did every cardio there was, and that's it. Yeah. That's all I did was cardio. Just like cardio, that. huh? Two or three months. Yeah, but I mean, it's crazy. Like, we when we're in that position, when we're just desperate or just trying to make this change, you know, we'll do every little thing, right? Like to, I was, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was obese, but I was overweight too. And uh, I did everything in the book, just trying to get this fat off me to restricting my calories down to like a thousand calories a day to, to doing 
30 to 45 minutes of cardio every single day. And then on top of that, coming home and then doing insanity. Have you ever heard of insanity? Yeah, absolutely. I, would, <laughs> I did that shit as soon as I got home too. Serious, yeah, though, and you know, yeah. doing that, cutting out carbs, uh, 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 putting on hoodies and going out. I live in Vegas over here, so it can get hot as hell over here. Oh, anywhere man. and during the summertime, between anywhere between 110 to like 120 de- degrees of just dry, hot heat, right? Putting on a hoodie yeah. and just taking off and just running, right? And, and, and you know, almost just dying. Couldn't even finish it because I was just dying of, of, of this heat and exhaustion and just... But I didn't care because I wanted to feel better and i wanted to 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 look better and i was tired of of uh, of having this weight on me man but it, we get into those points though when we just like i don't care what i do to myself i want to feel better you know and then we don't realize that we're actually harming ourselves even more on doing some of these extreme things at times you stressing know? it's very it's, stressful it's, it's, it's stressing trying to remove stress Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I, it's like you. The only way to, the best way to be fat is with good fat. You, you can't kind of be <clears throat> fat without good fat. You have to actually eat fat to be fat. Yeah, I still gotta. Weird. Yeah, I still gotta explain this to people. <laughs> that's, that's, and people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, take a look at me. It works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I learned everything. And then I was dehydrated for 20 years. I was dehydrated for 20 years because I didn't drink enough water. Mm -hmm. People don't understand how important water is. Water is key. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, nutrients and all that. We get that from our foods, but without the water. Mm -hmm. I wasn't drinking water, but I was drinking a lot of tea. I was drinking. I started learning about all these things. It's just so much, but it was great Mm -hmm. because I knew that everything that I learned was either going to help me or help someone that I could pass along to because this is great information. And I know a lot of people that suffer from being overweight and it's because of their ignorance to these things. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have been taught wrong or their culture or their beliefs, where they come from. Yeah, yeah. I'm Spanish. So you already know Spanish food, Puerto Rican food is one of the worst foods that you can eat. Yeah, well, I'm Mexican, so I mean, <laughs> it's the go. same thing. We got the beans, the rice, the tortillas. We got all that yeah. shit. Yeah, 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 all that grease. And, and I love all that stuff. Listen, I love all that stuff too. I love all that stuff too. But yeah, it can be. Uh, that's the thing when you go to uh, uh, Latin family. When you go to a Latin family or a Hispanic family, and you're going over there to eat, uh, if you just say poquito, right? They'll fill the whole entire plate full of food. Not even you can't even say just hey, give me a little bit of this or whatever. No, no, no. They'll take offense to that and they'll give you of the amount that they want to give you. And if you don't finish it, they it's get offended. Insulting. It's insulting, it's insulting and they get inf- and offended by it. You know, so you, you have that. to. Yeah. And you it's, don't get that. It, yeah, and, and it's not it's not it's not like, you know, they're doing this doing this in, in a meanful way or anything. It's just like, you know, they're trying to show you love. So I mean, here you go and you know, eat up. But uh and uh but yeah, I but I think that's where sometimes, you know, I'm well if I'm speaking for myself, I think that's just why where some of my food habits, my diet habits came from too, right? Me, me growing up, you know, in a uh, uh, single parent uh, household, my mom was working three or four jobs, 
you know, all at the same time. And, you know, food was scarce. So anything that we have, this is it. This is what we got to eat. So if you don't finish it, then you don't get to go outside. You don't get to do any of that stuff. You're not leaving this table until you finish this plate. You're not throwing this shit away. This is what we got, right? So that was instilled in me. So I would always, you know, I had to finish whatever it was that was right there. Sometimes it would just be a plate of rice. That's it. That's all we had. And you don't get to and you don't get to pick and choose what's for dinner. You know, you know, that's this is it right here. This is and you need to finish this shit before you do anything else. And you cannot leave this table. And that was just instilled in me to the point that now when I go out with my family and you know, the wife she gets excited and she wants to get this food and this food and she wants to taste this, and then my kids get all these other things as well, and then they don't finish it. I feel like I have to finish it now, you know, because then I start thinking like, I, I can't throw this food away. Like, how disrespectful is that? Like, I paid for all this money, you know, and we're over here. Somebody, you know, broke their back to trying to fit, you know, make this food. And then I'm on over, over here going to throw it away. So I start eating all this stuff That's to the point. Yeah. Until until I start getting uncomfortable. And so I start feeling uh, uh, I start feeling disgusting and I start feeling nauseous and I start feeling uncomfortable, but I need to finish this food. And if I don't finish it, I'll take it, box it up, and then I'll finish it when I get to the house. That was more important to you because exactly. of the culture, mm-hmm. because of what was installed. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into my relationship and she went and she she was heavier than I was, so she went and she did the, the lap band, the gastro, and... Um, we will go out to eat and she still had the mental habit of eating that much. Mm. But the difference is that regardless if she wanted to eat more or not, she couldn't. Me, I could because I didn't do the gastro. So what I did affected me. And I came from a place where if I'm buying this food, I'm going to eat my food and then I'm going to end up eating her food too. You know what I'm saying? So it got to a point where I'm like, we might have to start sharing a plate or two because you can't eat that much and I'm trying to wash my my my, my weight. You know what I'm saying? And counting calories yeah. is hard enough as it is. It's not an exact science. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you do the best you can with the information that we have, but yeah, it's an overload, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same thing, the culture. The culture makes us eat bad food and then too much of it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you said that you lost... You know, how much how much was it in those first hundred days? A hundred and thirty-eight pounds. A hundred and thirty-eight pounds in a hundred days you lost. Yeah, like a hundred, a hundred, hundred between a hundred, a hundred and five days, three months and a half, kind of. Three so, months and ten days. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. I lost an entire person, man. <laughs> yeah, this is an entire person. That that's a lot of weight in 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 a short and period very, of time. And very dangerous. Yeah, I yeah. So so how did you go? Uh, <laughs> how how did you do that? Like, what are the, some of the things that you did in terms of um, workout, in terms of your diet, to to get to that point? No food, um, no food at all, because I felt like I'm still burning fat from like years ago. So that's the mentality that I had. That mm. I had to, I had to let my body know that. This wasn't a joke. So I started reading about this. And I remember the information from before that fat finds places in your body to store itself and it protects itself 
you know, it goes into this thing where it says, hold up a second, mm-hmm. let me hide this fact just in case this is a fluke or something. So I talk to myself about that all the time. Yeah. So what I did was to make sure I was serious about this, I started taking all the gym memberships, the local gym memberships. They have like three-day trials, two-day trials. Four. So I gathered all of them up a month's worth. Mm-hmm. And I went to a, a different gym every three, four, five days. For- <laughs> Very smart, my man. <laughs> well, I have a history of actually paying for the whole year of a gym at uh-huh. certain times doing the New Year's resolution thing. Yeah. And I go for like a day or two and then I fall off the bandwagon. You yeah, know what you I'm see saying? it all so, the time. Yep, absolutely. So so I'm like, wait a minute. So what I, you know, all these things, all my experiences came into factor. But the way that I lost weight was trying all these different things. Like Every couple of days, I would try a different food. I, I would start reading about turmeric and vegetables and kale and nuts and, and all these different things. And I'm like, Phew. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then I started uh, drinking the different teas and started feeling different, losing a lot of liquid, putting on the plastic suit. Like I said, putting the cellophane over the Vicks, mm-hmm. um, almost anything that I actually read up on, on how to lose weight fast, I did it. Mm. Uh, and then uh, a lot of it was water weight. Um, but um, like I said, man, it was, if I could do it again, I kind of like the results that I got, but yeah. I might have slowed down a little bit and not try to do that because that was extremely dangerous and I don't recommend that to anyone um mm-hmm. yeah you know but um like i said muscle memory knowing my limits pushing myself to the limits cardio 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 i would uh the fitbit helped me a lot the yeah. fitbit helped me a lot because i started joining challenges i started joining communities mm-hmm. um but it was a lot of cardio man it was just straight cardio so Two, how much i was a day of cardio how much a day Two or three hours. You would do two or three hours a day of cardio? Yeah, to this day, my warm-up is an hour to an hour and a half of mm-hmm. the uh, the treadmill. Yo, that's crazy. I went from not doing nothing to just uh-huh. feeling like... Just going movie, all man, out. You know? Yeah, just going all out. So you first started <laughs> off... doing. Tired, man. Yeah, so, so you first started doing it two or three days... Uh, two or three hours a day of cardio. And you wait, you were just doing like elliptical stuff and treadmill and Stairmaster, I, bicycle... I, 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 I would challenge myself and try to beat the record that I did the day before. Um, mm-hmm. I would I would keep the the pace. I would watch the pace to make sure it's at a certain pace in the bicycle. Uh, I would put good music. That's important, you know, motivating oh, music. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I try to pedal on, on the beat. The faster the, the song, the better. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, moved on to uh, the, the the all the other the the elliptical. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the treadmill was the last thing to do. I hate jogging. I hated jogging. I hate. I hate to stand it. Yeah. Now it's essential. Yeah. I hated it. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't stand it, and uh, that's I started jogging outdoors and started riding bike, like real bike, and but it was all cardio. It was all cardio, huh? And so you said that you didn't introduce any food, so you were just stuck with the green tea. So you like literally didn't eat any food. Not really, because I started learning about starches and about the first thing, though, 
you know what? Let's rewind that a little bit. What I removed from my first, the first thing I removed from my diet was five things. It was bread, rice, potato, meat, and sugar. Okay. So that eliminates my whole, my, my pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, I'm right? I'm You're pretty done. much what's, done. What's a Spanish person without rice? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So you... then I started saying, I can't do this. After like a while, I was like, I can't not eat this. But then I started realizing, I'm like, this is why I'm working out. Mm-hmm. So that if I decide to eat something like that, it doesn't stay stuck inside my body. Mm-hmm. It, does, it doesn't interfere with my ongoing metabolism. So I started learning about all these things and removed that. And then the tea started coming in. Mm-hmm. And the tea, the, the green tea is... I don't, it's like crack, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's like, it's like it, huh? that that um the matcha tea in the powder form. Mm-hmm. It's it's like nothing on this, on this earth. I've never I've never had it. I never had you it. You need it. You yeah. need a little bit, a little a little pinch. Uh-huh. Oh, it's antioxidant too. Yeah, it's not yeah. just a tea for caffeine. It's natural caffeine, uh-huh. and it has this antioxidant that it's like shaking up a Coca Cola bottle, and it makes mm-hmm. you go to the bathroom. Oh, okay, all right. So it lasts long. Yeah. So I. So you were doing that for the first hundred days. You were doing that, no food, uh, or barely any food, and just doing two or three hours of cardio every single day. What seven days a week? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And I then, wasn't doing. I wasn't doing any calisthenics. I wasn't doing any weights. So, um, so when did you hit that wall then? Because if somebody, to me, like if if I did something like that, probably in that first week, I would probably hit that wall and just probably would have drove in my head right through that wall and yeah. had enough of that. Because that's pretty, yeah, because that was pretty extreme what you did. It's, it's the mentality behind it. It wasn't really the physicality of it. Because mm-hmm. I told you the mental anguish of it was... The problem, the problem was staying disciplined and focused. Like that mm. was the worst part of it all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the physical part, okay, fine. But the mental part of just not, you know, you uh, treating your body a certain way for such a long period of time, and then to just completely just take it out. But the results, the, the results, results did did something results, for you. You know. People don't have faith unless they see something. And when yeah. I started watching the scale acting crazy, and I and it wasn't just the scale, the numbers, because you know the, that's another game. The whole weight game is a whole different. I don't pay attention to the weight anymore. I pay attention more to how I feel. Exactly. Good. Um, I started losing and shrinking. Mm-hmm. My clothes didn't fit anymore, mm. and um, that's when it started dawning on me. I said, "Oh wow, I have to keep going." So here's the problem. Um, I started buying some clothes halfway in the project, and I passed those clothes too. Dude. So I was spending money on clothes that I wasn't going to wear because I was passing that too. I went from a size 52 to like a 30, 35 or 34. Wow. And um, yeah, man, it, I didn't have no clothes. Yeah, no more clothes. I, 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 I no clothes. I'm like, I lost all my clothes. My whole life, I lost my whole life. My, my whole life went away. My whole closet. Yeah. I even lost weight in my feet. My feet went down yeah. the size. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. And um, uh-huh. 
It, I tell you, it was the mental games that it was it was being played because you people see you and they go, hey man, look at this. But then the people that you wanted from the most, the acknowledgement, they weren't giving it to me mm. because I didn't realize how um, envious and how jealous or how uncomfortable you could make people feel with your progress mm-hmm. because that might be something that they want to do so they can't support you because you're doing it before they do it and they feel like you're doing it without them mm-hmm. because they're not ready to to reach that point where you're like i'm done you know mm-hmm. like, look when i was young i was a i'm not a bad looking guy and, and i was pretty pretty okay and mm-hmm. you know after a while you like i said you become comfortable in a relationship expectations change you get comfortable and you lose sight you know of who you really are and uh, when i started losing the weight it started coming back to me the confidence level you know Mm -hmm. like the courage yeah so after those 100 days and you started to pick up the knowledge you know you started doing your research and you know and and figuring things out and how your body works how was it that big of a change after those hundred days? Because you just went full force in those hundred days. After that, I was too did, skinny. Uh-huh. I became too skinny. You became too skinny. I became too skinny to the point where I felt hunger for the first time. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> I never felt hunger because I never, never gave myself a chance to just feel, feel, feel hunger, huh? Yeah. So I felt hungry. I was like, what is this pain that I feel on my back? Like, what is this? Uh-huh. What is this? Oh my God, I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, I went to Florida. Uh after that. It was great because you're in the beach. Yeah. First time with my shirt off in like decades. Mm. Uh, How did that feel taking your shirt off and like in public? It was weird, man. Yeah. It, it, it was weird. Not that I was embarrassed before, but you know, when you ain't got the right body, you ain't gonna walk out like that. And it felt great, man. Just like I said, it was the transition that helped me go. And then I started looking at myself at how big I was. And I was like, I was like a 4X, 5X, went yeah. down to like a 1X, down to a large. I was like, this is psycho. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so you started losing that, you know, that, uh, that weight and, and then after those 400, uh, days, you started feeling the hunger, uh, I started, started feeling hunger and realized that I had to now replenish. I, I lost a lot. I was hurting myself. Yeah. Like that fast. Well, um, what, uh, what else started happening to you? Like, uh, you started feeling hungry. Started having busy spells. Busy spells. Um, muscle, muscle lapse, relapse mm-hmm. where, like my muscles, my muscles felt like like they, they didn't have any energy. Mm-hmm. They weren't charged up. Yeah. Um, I felt as though I felt weak. I felt light. I felt like the wind to push me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I didn't have the same strength as I had when I had the weight. Like I'm used to when you're a big guy and you're walking around, you bump people and they fly. You know, so yeah. you bump them and they move out the way. Mm-hmm. Now, when I bumped into people, it wasn't the same thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize obese people or overweight people, they're pretty strong. And one of the reasons why, if you ever see them, like a lot of the power lifters or stuff like a lot of them, you, you see how freakishly strong they are. But one of the reasons why they're strong is because they're carrying that weight, you know, 
24 hours a day, seven days a week. So that's resistance right there. So you, you, you're building, you're building muscle technically, you know, when you're, yes. when you're doing all that stuff. So, so yeah, yeah. It's just combined with all the other stuff that comes with it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's just what, when you add fat to the game, man, you're just destroying any gains or any accomplishments that you make. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I tell you, man, it's like, again, the mental aspect was the hardest part because it was even hard for me to accept what I did. Mm. It was hard for me to accept that I did that. Like mm. I was asking myself, is this real? <laughs> is this real? Yeah. Because I would look at my pants, like my pants when I used to go what? But my, my, my woman at the time would pick up my pants when I was 345 pounds. And these pants, you could only put like one or two in the washing machine. Yeah. That's now I crazy. can put five or six. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have to pay so much money for, you know what I'm saying? If I had to pay my outside laundry or whether I did it in the house, it didn't have to go through so many loads, you know? Yeah. So it's just, just being overweight is just so much extra. Mm-hmm. in your life you know and it eliminated a lot of that clutter you know mm-hmm. so so you said you started feeling weak you started feeling having dizzy spells uh you just felt all thirsty fr- i started feeling thirsty you started feeling thirsty hunger so what did you do uh afterwards so when you started noticing all those things what'd you do what was next started eating you started eating was it was it terrifying to just start to eat it didn't taste the same. It didn't taste the same. I lost my taste buds through eating natural stuff. I was eating veggies and fruits and, and turmeric. Turmeric mm-hmm. tastes like like frankfurter water, like hot dog water. It's nasty. Uh-huh. <laughs> like turmeric and the pe- you know the pepper and the this and that and, and all the other stuff. Oh the ashwagandha uh-huh. and uh apple cider vinegar, uh-huh. like the mothers, like the spoon of mothers in the day, and I was driving myself <laughs> crazy. I was, I wanted so badly to eat some real food. Yeah. So, what was that? F- Do you remember your first, uh, your first meal, your first real food that you ate? Yes. What was it? Rice. You had rice for the first time. It didn't work out right. No. So we just didn't taste. My, my, body, my body was not. Ex- accepting any starches my body was not accepting anything that was cooked with excess salt mm. my body would not would reject anything that has sugar in it anything that was processed food that came from a can that wasn't either organically grown or whole food my body rejected wow crazy but, huh? you know you know how spanish people are with stubborn right so you know we end up winning that battle and forcing ourselves to like it again yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so then you gain 20 pounds right then I, then I gained 20 pounds you gained 20 pounds started introducing uh food back into your diet yes and what and how did you feel like how how, how when you saw you got scared I got scared. I was terrified. I said, wait a minute. Wait, is this like some reversal fortune? Like, is this some karma or something? Like, you know, yeah. like what the hell? Uh-huh. And, uh, but I started to realize that I also changed my workout. Okay. I didn't have to do as much cardio anymore because I reached my peak. Mm-hmm. So now I had to put on some weight and I started lifting weights a little bit, mm-hmm. doing a little bit more of uh, push-ups, sit-ups, uh pull-ups you know some dips and, and other stuff i added the um the other thing to it 
And then I started adding the weight. So my body was requesting more food, mm. more calories, more protein. Do and that was a weird transition right there. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm doing 100 days of cardio. Yeah. And then now I start introducing this new thing. I start getting busy. I don't have the strength to keep up with this stress that I'm putting in my body, the pull and the push system. Uh-huh. And, and then as much as my body rejected the bad food, I needed to eat something in order for me to continue to function because I started getting weak. Mm-hmm. Like I started getting tired. Yeah. I could I, I didn't understand it. Like I, I but then again, that's exactly what exactly what happened was supposed to happen, but I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me it was kind of strange, man. I was like, Yeah, a lot it's, of mental games. Yeah, mental it's games. it's definitely scary, you know. Like when when all those things are happening and you're just introducing just something super basic like rice and your body is rejecting uh bread. I love bread. <laughs> my body was like no no you can't do this uh-huh. no my body couldn't eat butter it couldn't mm-hmm. eat mayonnaise hmm so what so you just started just forcing it or like uh i just started th- mixing it a little bit i started with the poultry i started eating a little turkey i started eating a little chicken mm-hmm. and then you, you you know and then little by little i just try to stay away from the red meat because the red meat i heard that it it takes three to five, three or five days to digest me completely. Mm-hmm. So if you eat red meat three times a week, you're already behind. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but that stood in my head long enough for me to realize <laughs> I don't want to eat no red meat. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, like I said, I was introducing myself to so many of these wild fruits, not just uh-huh. the regular fruits like apples and oranges. We're talking about like soursop um, and like Hawaiian and, and then I didn't realize how good pineapple was for you and yeah. ginger and all this. All this and other stuff. Yeah, and it turned into good stuff, man. It's like, it's what I do now, ginger. I, I cut the pineapple, I take the skin, and I take the ginger, and I make a tea. And that's the water that I drink on a daily basis. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. There you go. Look at you. I'm that's... telling you, man. I needed to do this because, you see, I wasn't just transitioning my, my physical health. Mm-hmm. My mental health was going through a lot of stresses because mm-hmm. I dealt with anger as well. So the, the physical aspect helped me with my mental health mm-hmm. because a lot of my mental health was contributed coming from my lack of physical ability or my control of my diet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what I always try to put it to with my clients or anybody else that asks me is like a lot of the stuff that, you know, that's happening into, into our brains, it has to do with a lot of the shit that we put into our mouths. You know, and people look at me like sideways, like, like, how is that possible? And like, listen, you're, you're ingesting this food and then these foods have chemicals or these, you know, macronutrients, uh, micronutrients, all this stuff that your body uses up and, uh, and, and needs to go somewhere. So, um, and if you're lacking in things, then you know it, your body's gonna take an effect to it. But if you're giving it the right things, it's gonna take effect onto it. So yeah, it's it's uh, we we need to remember that food is fuel, and food is 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 fuel to to help us repair anything that any damage that we caused uh, to for our bodies to function correctly. That's it. That's pretty much what it is. All when it's us tasting good and all this other stuff, that's just extra, you know. But 
Yeah, uh, uh, that's how sometimes we have to look at it too. It's like food, food is fuel at the end of the day. It's it's fuel I, to take care of our bodies. I think food is more important than exercise, if you ask me, because absolutely the reason why I spend so much time in the gym is because I like to eat. You see, because I eat now. It's not like it was before. I eat regular food. Mm-hmm. It's just I won't eat as much, and I know that if I eat too much, I have to go to the gym a little more than I'm used to now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a give and take, and you know, it's hard to get to that discipline level when you know you ate too much. Mm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Because you know that the more you eat, you are what you eat. You know what I'm saying? So, and if you if you eat good food, if you're eating great foods, good fruits, good vegetables, great proteins, you don't really have to go to the gym so much. I mean, the doctor recommends you do your 10,000 steps a day. That's just a couple of laps of walking around. Yeah. A little couple, a couple of push-ups, a couple of, you know, a little movement. That's that's basically all you 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 need. You know, is that the body works so hard to try to get rid of all the stuff in your body that you put inside. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you, you know, your body's like a car. If you don't take care of your car, you got to take it to the mechanic. The mechanic is the doctor. Yeah. And, and I don't like the doctor, so I don't Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to go to the doctor. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'll do my best. Yeah, excellent. Ex- yeah. Any checkups, you know, like. Look, man, education is what's going to save us. We live in a country that obesity is the style. You know, they don't really care about the health of the people. And, and, and I say that because why would we have choices of something being organic and something not? Shouldn't everything be organic? Yeah. Why? Think about that. Why would you give someone a choice? Mm-hmm. Okay, go get, go get the bad stuff or go get the good stuff. Why couldn't the good stuff be available for everybody? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about business, right? It's capitalism, baby. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the religion and the culture that we live by. And it's all about the dollar bill. You know what I'm yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They don't care about the health. They care about the dollar bill. Absolutely. Otherwise, you wouldn't have all these pharmaceutical uh, situations that's going on. I'm not a, one, I'm not a man of pills. Mm-hmm. I'm not a man of, like, medicines. I'd rather eat fruits. I'd rather eat vegetables. I'd rather eat these superfoods, man, that just mm-hmm. the antioxidants are in there. It's just packed with so much energy you know like yeah absolutely and there's there's a lot of miracle foods out there that that do wonders for your for for your body things that you can take you know every single day like some of the stuff that you just mentioned right now the turmeric and and uh uh, ginger and all that other stuff that has so many benefits to the body man you know all these antioxidants like just berries just eat like a fucking like a, a serving size of berries, and you're good. When in terms you're of like good. antioxidants, you don't need much. Fat. Yeah, you don't yeah. Need, you don't need your pills and all this other bullshit, you know. And it's just like it's incredible to see. And and, and yeah, you know, I, and, and the time that I've been a, a personal trainer and I've talked to my clients and what kind of prescription pills that they take, you know, just to function, you know, it's uh. You know, it's sad, dude. It's sad to see. And, and yeah, and it's all about the mental part. You know, and once you start talking to them, this is the other thing, too, is like being a, per, a personal trainer is that is that I'm also a therapist, too, because they 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 come in and they just let it all out. And I'm and, you know, and it's uh, it's an honor to have, you know, my clients trust me. And just having been to, to be able to just unload on all their problems and issues and just letting it all out, you know. And if I can, you know, if I can be a, 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 a something positive in their life, an influence or 
to be able just to unload and just throw some weight around and just to get it all out and you know let me have it um well you're the mental antioxidant you see yeah. because they, 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 this is part of their growth mm -hmm. you see they it's like it's like people don't understand like even a bartender you know you're, you're having a drink and you, you're telling the bartender a story a principal trainer mental therapist you know we mm -hmm. all have a responsibility i did that for a while too i did the uh I did the, uh, the, the the physical thing, and I, it wasn't for me. But I learned a lot about people, mm -hmm. you know, and I learned how to have a conversation with and understand what people were going through because I've been through it myself. So I wanted to share my story with them, and they would share the same thing, you know. And it all comes down to the same thing. We're all stubborn. I got a question for you. Yeah. So I'm, what about? Because I uh, I'm a true believer of the Jamaica plant that the Mexicans use. Mm -hmm. We put, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I, I I actually look for it. You look for it. Yeah. Okay. It has medical benefits. Uh, that the Hamaica plant. Well, we, we use Hamaica for everything, pretty much. That's what I'm saying. That's your yeah. that's that's your Vicks. We use Vicks for everything. And you use the Hamaica plant for everything. It, yeah. It cures everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I I seek it. I seek it. I look for okay. it. Okay. Sometimes I'll make the tea out of it and and uh and it, it's it's it really works it yeah good. so so what does it what does it do for you i'm not really familiar with the with the comic it cleanses me out it, it mellows you out it uh it it, it kind of like do you know what water does for you like it, it replenishes absolutely but it does it in a different way it has a sweetness to it mm -hmm. no jamaica is so, good yeah, tastes but, good oh, man. it can help you with your digestive system a little bit too sometimes you yeah know? yeah so, but like I said, the medical benefits of these plants, man, we underestimate these things, man. And uh, it's, it's we live in a world right now where everything is easy and nobody's willing to work to get to it. And it takes work to get to where we are. No, know? absolutely. You know, and I always tell people, look, if it's easy, then, I mean, if everybody, uh, if it's hard, it's worth getting. Um, so... I always tell people when they're over there struggling with their diet or they're struggling with their workouts and stuff like that, I'm just always telling them, you know, do the work, stay consistent, and trust the process, and you'll get there, you know? Um, uh, a lot of people, I always see people doing, you know, these fast things where they're doing, uh, you know, putting the belts and then putting the sweet sweat shit on their, on their stomachs, or they're doing uh, uh, a lot of these detoxes kind of style of stuff or... Um, quick fixes quick yeah fixes. very quick fixes but I always tell them like listen you know do you want to have these results for the next two months or you want to have these results for the rest of your life you know and I always got to put them that way to them because sometimes they just don't realize it because they want it now and you know and they can definitely have it now but it's not going to last forever though either so yeah, uh you don't get nowhere so, with desperation yeah, yeah you know and, and it's definitely tough and i get it but it's trust me it's i always tell people listen it's it's worth it you know and not just will you build your body but you also will you know build uh yourself mentally and and emotionally I, all the stuff that i've learned all the stuff that, I, that, that i've gone through you know and, and i've learned was because of the gym having willpower having self-esteem confidence uh patience you know all those things i've learned just because i was in the gym and so and, and being consistent and, and and dedicated to this stuff so uh i, I you know listen I, I i owe a lot to to the gym and that time that i've waited that i've spent 
in there in, in that gym you know what i'm saying well worth it right absolutely you know absolutely it, it's definitely our coaches, worth it. our coaches have created a stubbornness in us mm. and we we use this word stubborn in the most negative way but stubborn could also be positive because you could be stubborn about the discipline that you need in order to succeed or you could look at it from a place where I have to do this and be stubborn about it. Because when I first started losing weight, we have this thing called the Puerto Rican national holiday in June, where my father does this big after party and they have all this food and stuff. And uh, right before that happens, when I decided to do this, this transition mm -hmm. and for the first time I went in there, they didn't have a drink, they didn't eat anything. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Mm. And from that moment forward, I was like, yeah, if I could say no on the day where you don't say no, then I'm in good shape. And from that moment forward, that's what started pushing me forward, losing my taste buds, mm -hmm. appreciating how food made you feel because I was tired of the stomach aches too. I forgot to tell you about that. The stomach aches is what I got tired of too. Mm -hmm. Like not being able to sleep because you're, you're just so full you get the itis you, you eat chinese food you turn to the side you don't want to you know what i'm saying like, yeah 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 to my own demise man i would just eat myself to sleep and think that everything is going to be all right but i would have a lot of long nights of stomach pains and and going to the bathroom and didn't uh -huh. feel good until you went to the bathroom you know so yeah yeah it's definitely yeah, yeah man it's it's definitely a struggle and it's it's something that you know you'll be dealing with for the rest of your life. And it's something that I always do um, that I'm always going to be dealing with. And it's always going to be challenging for me for the rest of my life. Cause I'm a foodie too. I love food, you know? And, and now that Thanksgiving is like right around the corner and I'm going to two households. <laughs> I'm not only going to my mom's place, but also going to the wife's parents' house too. So you know how much food and how they get down, and it's not just going to be your traditional it's stuff. Rude, right? Yeah. It's so, <laughs> so it's definitely it's definitely a challenge. And then you know, my wife, my kids, they're not into the stuff that I'm into. So yeah, there's a lot of temptation here at the house. Um, but well, not yet, not not yet. Not yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but creatures of habit, man. And the more they see you doing it, the more exactly. No, 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 exactly. But still, though, like you know, you know, my daughter loves her Oreos. You know, she loves her <laughs> cookies, and you know, and I'm a huge fan of that stuff too. And I love that stuff. I have a huge, huge sweet tooth. So you know, it it was it's definitely challenging for me sometimes to just open up that pantry and seeing those stacks of cookies right there. And me I just grabbing, cookies. yeah, and leave me just grabbing just one, and then I come back just later, one chip, just, yeah, one just one chip, and then I come back an hour later, and then I grab two more, and then by the time you know it, the whole sleeve is gone. So uh, it, yeah, it's definitely. I know that I'm gonna be facing it, you know, every single day for the rest of my life, but I will get stronger every single day, and it will become easier, you know, every single day. You know, it so. does, man, but, you know, we don't have to punish ourselves, you know, it, it gets to a point where every now and then as a reward, you know, you get yourself a slice of cake, you know what I'm saying, like, and the thing is that, you know, you want more rewards, <laughs> and you yeah. want more cake. And <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing, though, too, is like, I always tell people, don't look at it as a reward, don't look at it as a cheat meal. Because we always think like reward is like, all right, I got to punish myself, I need to go through these things to be able to achieve this. Or, uh, you know, the word cheat, you know, 
it's it's associated with something you know yeah, bad. yeah it's, it's something bad it's just like get i always tell my people you know throw away that shit you know throw away cheat reward throw away that stuff if you want to have something if you want to have that slice of pizza go ahead and have that slice of pizza it's all about balance you know yeah, if, but understand what comes with it that's all yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know do what you have to do work out you know you know eat your veggies eat your fruits eat your whole foods do all that stuff but if you want at the end of the day you want to have a slice of pizza go ahead and have it but i don't want you I to agree. call yeah i don't just don't want you to call it reward or you i don't want you to call it a cheat meal or whatever it is you know what i'm saying yeah so, i agree you know I, and, I, like i said i eat regular now i don't yeah I don't, exactly yeah. But when I, I know the, the good thing about it is that what I've learned through this whole experience is knowing when to say when. It's to get to a point where you realize that you're doing too much or you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like and when you have that balance where you're like, you know what? You have to say no. You know that if you eat that, it's gonna hurt you. You know that if you eat too much, it's gonna hurt you. You know, mm-hmm. so you kind of have to be a grown-up man and make these grown-up decisions when it comes to food, you know? It's definitely it's tough. Hard. And it's definitely <laughs> tough. We've been going easier, through this. Easier said than done. Though. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We've been going through this since, you know, since we were kids. We're eating a certain way <laughs> since we were kids. And now you're telling me to change things up. It's definitely difficult, you know? So, uh, you know, creating these habits and, and breaking them, it's, it's, it's tough and it's a struggle. And like I said, it's something that you're going to be dealing with uh, probably for the rest of your life. But, you know, it does get easier every single day as long as you put in that work you know you practice what you preach man and make sure that your actions match your words you know Absolutely. you become a verb instead of a noun you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and and, mm-hmm. and put you got to put the work in I, there's no way around it mm-hmm. you have to put work in to see results mm-hmm. you know like you took all took all this time on eating and becoming a master of eating mm-hmm. you didn't think that you was going to keep going through that for the rest of your life without paying the price you know I'm, I'm a firm believer and i tell people try to take care of yourself because you don't want to end up being taken care of by somebody else for something that you could have avoided absolutely absolutely i totally agree i tell my wife like hey if i'm able to, i'm this is my goal i want to reach 100 years old but i don't want to be uh uh I don't, I don't want people to take care of me i don't want my kids to be taking care of me yeah. i don't want to be you know, one of those people that, you know, I, that I'm like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, and all that shit. Like, no, if I'm able to move around and walk around and do the things that I do right now at the age of 100, good. You know, bring it on. And, and you know what? You can. You yeah. can. If, if you take life seriously and you don't fall into the propaganda of, of, of what's going on with all these you what they do on, on TV. You watch TV. Mm. That's why I said there's nothing good about TV because you sit there, you watch TV, you're not active. Plus, they're just feeding you with all this Pizza Hut and yeah. Domino's. And it triggers. And Listen, they're, they're, they're marketing geniuses, and that's where they get paid the big bucks. They use certain colors. They use uh, different uh, – they, they put the foods together very uh, nicely to make everything look appealing. Appealing, yeah. yeah absolutely. So there's – there's. They hire psychiatrists to do that. They hire psychiatrists mm-hmm. to find out what not, – not only the demographics but the psychographics of what makes people function and what triggers people to purchase. So, I mean, I think it's a disservice of what psychiatrists are doing because we go to them for help. But yet they're helping 
corporate America destroy us. Uh, That's what we like. We said before, you know, capitalism. You can't win. Um, That's why, as an individual, you have to take this approach. Yeah. You know, and say to yourself, "How in the hell am I going to be a good contributor in this world if I'm not taking life seriously?" You know, saying, "How am I going to give advice to someone if I'm not doing it myself?" Exactly. So how long? So how long did it take you to find this balance to where you at today? How long do you? Because you seem like you have this thing pretty much under control. You started introducing all these things, you know, um, and and living a healthier lifestyle. How long do you? Would you say that it took you to like really grasp it and really have this thing manageable? About two to two and a half years. It took you about that long. Yeah, and you're talking about somebody who's gun ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just say, "Hey, I'm going ahead first. I'm not having it." You know, what I'm saying? like, you know, you know, when you get to a point where you're like, you know what, man, <laughs> I'm done, man. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. And two and a half years for me to understand the full circle of it, because I kept on not, un- I kept on underestimating the mental es- aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You're saying like the mental aspect is so important to prepare yourself for these transitions. You know, some people may need to go see a, ment- a mental health therapist to help them through this transition because they get nervous, they get anxious, they, they're not used to feeling good, they're mm-hmm. used to feeling bad, you know, and they look to feel the way they used to because people get uncomfortable with uncomfortable situations when I'm one that I like to get comfortable with uncomfortable situations. Yeah. I, like, I like to run to problems. I don't run from them. And, mm-hmm. and this has helped me develop my courage, self-esteem, mm-hmm. inner strength, inner core thought process. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, so what are some of the other things you you always talk about, you know, the mental part of, of, of it all and in some of your videos as well. You know, you talk about, you know, the conscious and the subconscious mind. Uh, what are the, some of the things that you do instead of just exercising and diet? What else are the other things that you do to help you with your mental health? Mental therapy. Mm-hmm. I, I have I have sought out mental therapy to help me because I also had anger issues. Mm. I use anger to give me that adrenaline when I started working out. So I use the anger and the and 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 the horrible feelings that I had to drive me. This is this is going to trip you out. So for in the beginning of the first couple of years, it was all about anger. And if you look at my playlist, my playlist was all like hate music and like, I hate you. And like, you understand? Like, like and my playlist has changed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yes, so, 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 so what did you listen to when you, uh, when you felt all that hate? What would pump you up? Or what would get you that adrenaline going? Negative music like Caught in a Bad Romance or um, Love's Gonna Get You. I had a lot of love problems back then because mm-hmm. I had a lot of resentment. <clears throat> you know I'm saying because of the way I was brought up, yeah. and I used to take it out on everybody. So I felt like life was unfair to me, but I didn't realize that I was being unfair to myself um, and those around me. So it was a lot of like DMX and a lot of Biggie Smalls and. You know, like, like yeah. I'm gonna get you type things. Like, don't play with me. I'm about to destroy you kind of yeah, music, yeah. you know? And then it was a lot of, and then it turned into more of a funky music. And then now it's all about positivity and motivation and like, let's go. And I can't listen to that negative stuff anymore. No, not at all, huh? Wow. Okay. 
Because I'm a firm believer that even if you speak about negativity and negative energy, which is another thing too, your attitude is very important with this transition. Yeah. It, negative energy doesn't exist unless you talk about it. Mm-hmm. It does. It just it's, it's negative. Negativity is like a germ. It needs a host mm-hmm. in order to live. So if you give that life to the negativity, then it's you know. So I always say, hey, speak positive all the time, mm-hmm. and negativity doesn't even have a place in the conversation. Yeah. It eliminates itself. We're the ones that keep negativity alive by allowing it to have a life or a voice. Yeah. And and that's what I started saying. Let me get rid of the negative music. It no longer drives me anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's dangerous too because without that anger, the anger is what fueled me to do the workouts. And yeah. And now I'm not angry anymore, so I have to find something else. Huh. And that was hard too. <laughs> that's difficult because listen, that's you know, hard. I work at listen, I, I grew up in, in hip hop music, you know, I grew up here out in the West, but I loved East Coast music. So I loved that was my thing. So I loved, you know, Wu Tang and Jay and Nas and exactly. Mob Mob Deep. And that's exactly. what that's what fueled me. Um and to this day, I still listen. I listen to that kind of music and even like hard rock music and things that just get me going that that kind of music and and it gets me going in 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 the gym but i also notice that i don't have anything that gets me uh i guess kind of gets me moving or kind of psyched out psyched out no what kind of like kind of like puts me in a good mood or like that positive shit right like i like i didn't have anything like that and i started doing research on how music can influence you in your moods and i was just like all right so i created a uh i call it a feel-good playlist and I put all this stuff on there. I started putting Michael Jackson on there. I started putting James yeah, Brown. Dance, right? Shit that just dance. makes you dance. It just makes you tap your foot and just kind of just like, yeah, gets you kind of going kind of thing. Anything. I don't care what it was. Just stuff. Like I, if you look at my play, it's just a bunch of just random stuff that just gets me like puts a smile on my face, makes me want to dance. Spark, and you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I listen to that almost every single day and it really really does uh change that mood for you and not just like mentally but also physically like i start seeing that my posture starts coming up a little bit my head is up my chin is up you know and i have this smile because of the beats and the music and just everything like that uh but yeah i i i i uh uh i I have the same thing, you know, like I, I listen to my, you know, I'll listen to that stuff, but I'll also listen to my biggie and, you know, and then all that stuff too. And during the workouts and stuff. And sometimes when I'm just chilling at the house, I'll play that, you know, has, it gives me kind of like a nostalgic feel to it, you know, back to where, where I grew up or whatever. But, but yeah, man, uh, music plays a, a big role in your mood as well. Yeah, man, the mood, look, this back in the days, we had FM radio mm-hmm. and AM before podcast, or the, the, whatever, iPod and I, whatever. Yeah. So people don't seem to understand. You're driving to work, you're driving back from work, or you're driving and you put the radio on. If you if you play the radio without a playlist and you're allowing the radio station to dictate your mood mm-hmm. because 
there's a chance that they might play a song that will bring back or trigger something, mm-hmm. you know, from your past. And, and, and we always relate a time era to a song or to music. So I, I, this is one of the best advice I give people, create your own playlist and make sure that you pick songs that move you, that, that as soon as you hear it, you go, because that means that it's making you move. But if you play a song that's going to make you get on your phone and yeah. Go to the, you know what I'm saying? Like you, mm-hmm. you could tell. Like, listen, you're listening to the wrong music. You look, you need that get up house. Mm-hmm. You need that pump yeah, music. That pump, like, yeah. 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 When I used to listen to negative music, all I wanted to do was punch somebody in the face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When, when I got off the, the machine or when I finished the gym, I didn't I felt strong, but yeah. it, it wasn't happy strong. Uh-huh. But you still had you, you said yeah, but you said you had like those anger issues though, right? Yes, I had a yeah. lot of anger issues. And it was just like from the way you were growing up? I grew up in the hood. So in the hood, you know, first of all, I never felt like I belonged there. I, I felt like I understood things a little bit differently. I felt like I was I was destined for bigger things. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of resentment towards my parents because they, they still live in the same place to this day. Mm-hmm. So I needed to realize that what was good for them is not good for me. And that if mm-hmm. that's what they chose to do, then I had to create my own destiny because they weren't going to help me. Yeah. I had to start my own legacy. Mm-hmm. So the anger came from being in the streets and people challenging you to the point where in the streets, the, the icons are like Tony Montana and like John Gotti and like gangsters. Those are the icons. Like those are the heroes. Yeah. So they respect people that are crazy in the hood. So when somebody acts crazy with you, you have to act more crazy than they acted. Mm-hmm. That way they can respect you more. Yeah. That ends up being part of your persona. In the beginning, it was a defense mechanism to, to, to wear it off, but then it becomes part of your actual attitude. Like now you become this mean person. Now you become bullish. Now you start trying to control everything. And mm. before you know it, you become a very, very bitter and angry, angry person. Mm-hmm. Do you still like to do? Do you still feel like uh, you're still battling with it a little bit? No, no, it's all no, gone. Thank, huh? that, thanks to the workout and thanks to the nutrition, uh-huh. because it was a chemical imbalance. Not mm. see, people don't. If you're in a bad <clears throat> mood, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It could be the people that you're around. It could be the food mm. that you're eating. It could be a lack of exercise. It could be something you're not doing. And what people don't understand is that. They need to look at everything from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Because if you keep looking at things from the same perspective, you're always going to get the same answer. It's never going to change. Yeah. You know, so that's what it basically is. You take a little bit of the knowledge you know, you learn, you know, some more knowledge. You talk to people like you. Hey, hi, what's up? We have these relative. If, if, if this is the life that you want to live, you need to seek the people that are living this life. You can't expect this life from the people that you came from because that's not what they do. Yeah, absolutely. So you have to make a decision and that's hard. Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, so, you know, you, now, like I said, you, you're you like, you know, uh, you know, you're motivating, you're inspiring, you're, you're pushing people, right? What got you to where you're at today? Like, what made you want to, like, start helping people and helping them see things in a different perspective and motivate and having them be- live their best lives? I just feel as though I wanted people to appreciate me for something real. Mm-hmm. And the best gift that I could give to what someone doesn't cost a dollar mm. is giving someone the best advice. And I don't, I believe that I couldn't talk to anyone 
unless I live the life myself. Mm. You know, I would feel, I feel stupid telling someone something that I don't do. Yeah. Because at any moment in time, you know, that conversation could backfire on you and they could be like, but wait a minute, you're asking a lot about me and I don't see you doing the same thing. Yeah. So I don't like to be called out on things. Absolutely. So we don't like to be I'm, wrong. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. So I, yeah. since I have problems with the truth, mm-hmm. I decided to face the truth, but the real truth, you know what I'm saying? Not just my truth. Mm-hmm. I'm saying what, what the truth really is. And that took a lot of conversation. That took a lot of apologizing. Mm-hmm. That took a lot of forgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took that that wants, that querel, that, mm-hmm. that power. It, it took that 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 hunger to say, you know what, man, I want to be healthy. I don't I don't want to go through the, my day. I see people complaining about aches and pains in the stomach and the head and this and that. I'm like, I don't want to be one of these people, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know how how good does it feel? to forgive and forget and to and to uh uh apologize if need to be i mean i've i started noticing that you know i I, for a long time i hated being wrong and i would never admit to it and i always always stand my ground i was stubborn Stubborn. very very stubborn and uh, and i would hold this you know resentment and anger and i would hold this this hatred and grudge and all this shit and then you know uh, you start to realize, like, why am I still holding on to this shit for? Like, why am I still holding on to this grudge when that person is fucking out there dancing and just living their and life chilling. and just chilling and hanging out and just living their best <laughs> life? Why am I still holding this shit, uh, you know, holding, holding on? For me, letting go and forgiving and just even apologizing. Like, when I know that I fuck up, I tell, hey, my bad, I'm sorry. You know, and then we move forward, you know, and if me doing that made it was such a game changer for me to be able to do that and just letting go and just if I need to need to apologize and then, you know, I need to apologize and just moving forward, you know, I feel like it added more years to my life. Just doing 100%. that. Just doing I that. agree 100 mm-hmm. percent. I agree. It, it, it does, because. Stress is one of the number one killers. And Absolutely. It, is, it, it, it kills our gains. Mm-hmm. You can't grow muscles the way you want to if you're stressed out all the time. You can't lose weight if you're stressed out all the time because your body just doesn't function like that. You have to, your body has to be in agreement and on the same page with what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and stress, oh my God, the medical complications that come from stress, the growths, mm-hmm. the, the, the mental aspect of it. Look, man. Um, I started I started apologizing last year. Mm. <laughs> I started apologizing. I mm. didn't feel like I had to apologize. I felt like I'm me and you're yeah. gonna deal with me regardless of what it is. And I came to a point where you cannot coexist with another human being unless you are apologetic for what you've done. And the thing is that we torture ourselves by holding on to this. Mm. And we're not allowing ourselves to live our best lives because we're holding on to something because we're afraid of change. We're afraid to get out of our comfort zone. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, 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 I apologize to everybody. If you saw one of my videos, one of my videos, I said sorry to the world. Mm. So I started my clean slate over. Mm. I apologize to everyone. If there's somebody that I owe money to, if there's somebody that I said something wrong to, if I hurt your 
feelings. If I neglected you, now's the time to tell me because I am apologizing for everything that I've ever done. And since yeah. that moment forward, my whole life has changed. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And it, it completely changed my life just to, to be able to admit when I'm wrong and just apologizing and just moving forward. You make less mistakes now, though, right? Because of the apologies. What was that? You make less mistakes now because of the apologies. Because you're yeah. not afraid to make mistakes now. Uh-uh. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, and, and it's it's a beautiful thing to see. Beautiful thing to see. And I have so much positivity now and so much love for everyone. Like I want everyone to succeed. I want them, everybody to reach their goals. And I'm, and I, if I can help, you know, in any kind of way, then, you know, I'll do that. I'm not expecting anything in return. Uh, but I just want people to, to, to be good and to live uh, their lives. Life, life is so precious. And like you said before, we don't have, uh, uh, you know, the, the only thing that we really have is time and we don't have that much of it. So, you know, use it wisely um, and, and stop uh, uh, using it with uh, with all this hatred and, and, and frustration and and just just a bunch of just uh, BS, you know, it's not. You see, this is what I'm trying to tell people that, look, when it comes to like even racism or bigotry, nobody's born a racist. Nobody's born a bigot. Nobody's born a hater. Mm-hmm. It is taught behavior. Yeah. And, and, and it makes it worse when you're eating the wrong foods and it's not giving you a clear vision mm. or a, a b- ability to use your senses the right way because the food is actually blocking rational thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because it's making you think about other things. It makes you feel horrible. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy, think about right? that. You have a decision to make, but you can't because you're over here wondering about why do I feel like this? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Absolutely, and they're not thinking about the yeah. the, the Doritos that they're <laughs> that they're stuffing in their face while they're thinking about this. Yeah, right? what, what's what's wrong with me? What, what, why do I feel bad? Meanwhile, you just put down like a whole three four dollar bag of Lay's potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy how, how how foods can just you know change you know everything for you. But uh, talk about uh, Ormiga Enterprises, uh, uh, you know. You started this thing, and like I said, you reached out to me. I started looking at some of your videos. I'm like, damn, man, this 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 dude has it going on. He he's doing it the right way. And I, like I said, just watching one video. I think it was the first video that you put out. It was just uh, so inspiring to me, and I just got hooked and zoned yeah. in into it. Uh, but yeah, talk about what 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 is the mission or what, what was the purpose of 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 uh, creating Ormiga Enterprises. Omega Enterprises is like the umbrella company. It's um, it's a consulting company. It's a life coaching, motivation, mentor, business, and life coaching experience where we help you get from point A to point B. You know what I'm saying? Like we fill in the missing blanks. If you can look at it, and people always say the glasses have full, the glasses have empty. We don't believe that here. We believe that there's a lot of different glasses in life, mm-hmm. and you have some that are full and some that are empty, and we tend to find and fill those voids for you. Like for instance, we help you with your credit. We help you with finance advice. I, I personally write books. Like I have one book coming out. The first one is Live Above the Norm. That's going to turn into a book. Okay. Then the second book is called Geronomics, which is to teach people how, how to live at a discounted rate and, and what's relevant and what's not relevant. And then the last book would be Total Health Management, which is health, financial literacy, credit analysis, 
purchasing power, how to leverage spirituality, mental health, uh, relationships, and all these little intricate pieces that come, you know, combined to living a life of, of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So we're just looking to collaborate with people like yourself mm-hmm. and maybe help you get to the next level. You know, we, we have conversations just like this and uh, we try to figure out what you think you're missing and if we could fulfill that for you or if we can't do it, we'll point you in the right direction. That's awesome, man. And like I said, you're, you're, you're killing it with the, with the, with the YouTube channel. Uh, with it's growing, the, man. Yeah, growing. it's growing. It's growing in, in a short period of time that you've had it. And, uh, and, and like I said, you're doing it great with the uh, Live Above the Norm. You're doing great with the. Uh, I watched a couple episodes of the P.S. I Love You uh, show. Oh, P.S. I, I Love Me uh, show. Uh, yeah, and, that's a show to teach people how to how to how to love themselves. That's yeah, like, yeah. PS stands for problem solving, mm-hmm. and the I Love Me is intended to sound a little anal and cocky, mm-hmm. so that people can say, "Who the hell does this guy think he is?" He is and then when they realize, I'm like, "I'm not talking about me. I'm talking yeah. about you." I'm talking about you. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you're just teaching people, you know, how you did it and what, you know, how, how, how it goes, but man, you're, you're killing it. You're, you're absolutely, you are, you are an inspiration, my man. I, I think people listening to, to this podcast is definitely going to, uh, you're going to have some pe- positive influences uh, on, and you're doing it big, man. And, and I'm proud of you. You're doing great. Yeah. And yeah, and just keep it, keep it going, man. Keep it going. You're more than welcome, man, to collaborate on any of these projects. These are just not my own projects, man. Hey, like man. You, yeah, if you need me for anything. to share, man. Yeah, yeah. If you have, if you need me for anything, you let me know, and then we'll we'll get down to it, man. I will be. I would love to help in any way I that I can. That, like a date, man. Maybe we can figure out a day where I fly out to Las Vegas and we could work out and do some training. And Absolutely. You'll get the iron stance treatment, bro. <laughs> oh, no, you got to pick it up easy. I'll pick it too, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how old you are, but I'll pick it too, man. So. But, uh, but, man, Anthony, my man, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really do appreciate it. Is there anything that you want to promote? Uh, anything at all? No, nah, man, I'm just, like I said, you can catch me on YouTube. You can catch me on Instagram, Amiga Enterprises, you know, and these things promote itself. I'd just like to take this opportunity to express how humble I feel by you having me on your show, man. This is your show. And like I said, I I, I, I couldn't be more appreciative, man, for allowing me to come and just, you know, talk my shit. You yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely, man. I loved you coming on. And I want to thank everyone. Not, and I just want to thank Anthony, but I want to thank everyone who listening to, uh, to this episode. And if you guys want to check us out on all our social medias, Iron Stands Fitness, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, if you guys want to hit us up for business inquiries, uh, questions, feedback, ironstandstraining at gmail.com. And uh, we'll check you guys out next week. Peace. Peace out, man.